Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Navigating Life Abroad podcast. I am your host, Ashley Liliana. As we know, life does not stop when you move or live abroad. This podcast is a space where we can come together to share our advice, experiences, and stories as we navigate life abroad. In this episode, my dear friend Veronica and I discuss some themes you don't usually hear about when it comes to living abroad, like the decision to stay in a city or country after a period of studying or teaching abroad, and your friends decide to return home, and all of the feelings that come with that. We also talk about how to maintain friendships that span continents, and the idea of home, and what that looks like. Hi, Vero. Thank you so much for joining me today. Just to give a little bit of context, you and I met back in 2017. We were both interns in New York City yes. at a nonprofit. Also, that's where we met our friend Jose. He was also an intern at that time. So here we are a couple of, a couple of years, like six years later. Many years after. Many years later after. I'm going to let you introduce yourself a little bit because I want you to speak a bit about your experience. But you have lived in New York City, of course, London, and mm-hmm. also Brighton, where you just finished your master's exactly. degree. So if you just want to give a little bit of context of what you're doing in Brighton and that experience. Sure. So I am from Italy, specifically from Lake Como. And uh, I decided to move to Brighton last year uh, to complete a master's degree in gender and development at IDS in, the, in Brighton. Beautiful city, I have to say. Much better than London. <laughs> <laughs> I graduated, um, I, I specifically analyzed and I specifically work in the humanitarian settings mm-hmm. and on women's health and menstruation. Back in Italy, I was an advocate for menstrual health. And I wanted to bring a little bit more of the analyze analyze this topic a little bit more in different contexts, mm-hmm. specifically in humanitarian. And I know we were chatting about, you know, originally I was going to talk to you about like your experience in New York City and then your experience in Brighton, how that compares with Italy and whatnot. But you actually brought an interesting topic that I was like, yes, hands down, because this is something it may be very specific, but it's something that I think everyone experiences and we don't really talk about it as much, but it's this idea, and I'm gonna actually read exactly what you wrote to me because exactly. I thought it was perfect. I think we should even give an account as to how it came up. Yeah, it was. It was one day I was in my room in in uh, in Brighton. We mm-hmm. were. Um, you already asked me to do this podcast, and I was like, "Well, we should talk about." It. And it came out from three weeks of really emotional roller coaster. Emotionally, I was really, really struggling. And uh, if you want to read the text now. She says, the ex- to talk about the experience of people like who leave and who stays. As being the one always leaving, I am now experiencing what does it mean temporarily, you say, <laughs> though probably, what does it mean staying and seeing close people leaving? And I thought it was so beautiful because at that same time, I... One, I'm also the one who's always leaving. I never stay. And so that's something that is, you know, I will come to do one day. And so that's interesting on a personal level. But a friend of mine who's also living, um, well, she's living in Dublin, is experiencing that. She stayed after her master's and her core friend group kind of went their own way. And so what inspired this particular thought and this yes. feeling? What had happened, I suppose, that led you to, this is what I want to talk about. So when I did this master, this whole year master, mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to meet a lot of people, really mm-hmm. amazing people, and um, from everywhere in the world, they will come from Asia, from other parts of Europe, from Africa, from South America, North America. 
and obviously when the master gets to the end it comes to a moment where you decide where is the next step and for a lot of them that implies not necessarily staying in the UK staying in Brighton or going to London that means also going back to their own country yeah. and that's that's main means taking a decision on the other side I was the um, I decided to stay a little bit longer in the UK to understand one if I get an opportunity here or I should move somewhere else but for a few months at least I'm saying for myself maybe until January to stay there and see what would happen but obviously the decision to stay implies that those people's leaving and having to take their own decision their own steps for what is going to happen in the future and I had the opportunity throughout this year to meet really beautiful people. We share a lot. We share a lot in terms of like personally, emotionally, sharing experiences, sharing stories, and even like having the difficult going through together the different difficulties or struggles. Uh, we would spend a lot of time in the ideas bar over coughing and sharing some cakes and just this discussing whatever that would go from personal struggle to the dissertation issues or whatever or we had a lot a lot of walks over sunset in Brighton and beautiful sunsets beautiful sunsets really recommended and discuss it what is going to be the next step or there were a lot involved so when you see them leaving you start feeling like I start feeling the the lack of that kind of basis the, the kind of connection the kind of relationship the kind of friends the daily routines of meeting that it was not there anymore and and it hits you really badly <laughs> one of the reflection was that i was thinking about my past experiences for example when i went i also studied a bit in la i was in new york for um, this internship but I was always the one that will come over for a few months knowing that I will go back. Yeah. will go back because there was another project, there was another decision, there was another thing that's going to happen. And I never thought about who I was living in those places. It was kind of like what there was actually the experience of not having me or having the, the, the things that we were doing together every single day, the habits that we created. And when this happened, I actually realized that I was now in the the, the others in uh, the other situation I was the one staying and seeing other people living and that made me reflect a lot of what what actually implied for all the others that saw me living yeah. at those times well it actually reminded me of something my friend had always said she goes I always be the one who leaves as opposed to be the one who stays and I never I always thought the leaving was actually harder than staying but actually I think the staying like you said, might be harder than leaving because with those habits the person you see every day your life stays the same but this huge piece of your life is no longer part of it yeah and mostly so like for example at this moment i'm in a situation where i don't have a job i'm looking for a right. job i have some little subtle mm -hmm. um, side things happening but i don't have anything concrete mm -hmm. so it feels like like my whole day is just obsessed with the fact that i don't feel like I have any grounds now and that's the hardest like and I know that the other people are actually doing are able to do not able but like they're involved in something and I'm really yeah. proud of them but on the other side I feel like totally I would say in English water empty that's the feeling that I got and that hit me really badly when I start seeing my closest friends and my closest people leaving I'm really lucky to still that now I have some really good friends and amazing people mm -hmm. that 
they've been helped me through these weeks and been super supportive but it's hard I can imagine because it's like you have the community that you've built the shared experience of living there of studying together and then all of a sudden you don't have that anchor anymore and because like you said there's no you don't have a job yet you have all these like side things you're working on but it's not this thing that you can at least be like okay, i have to wake up every day and i have to go to work and i come yeah. home and have this routine it's you're like you said there's like this emptiness that you, f you feel because the things that grounded you no longer are there to yeah. kind of ground you have to kind of start over but in the same place but in a new way exactly and that's very that's scary honestly that's very yeah. scary i know that you're still going through that process but what have you done to continue and keep going and help manage those very big feelings that someone feels when you have to say goodbye? I remember two of my best friends that I have in Brighton, Shreya and Beatrice. One... Shout out to Shreya, she's wonderful. Oh yes, she is. <laughs> so one, so Shreya's from India, Beatrice is from Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. And that's also the beauty of this master. I met people from everywhere. They helped me through a lot this whole period of time. And I remember once I was on the phone and I said, it's so painful that I feel like my, my heart is just want to shut down and I don't want to feel it anymore. Like I, if you can give me something to not feel it, I would do it, yeah. would take it. And one of the suggestions they always said it to me, just go through it, go through the pain and learn from it will give you much more in terms of learning about yourself, learning about your past and learning about what is in the future step. So I stick it to it. It was really painful, but going through the pain and reflecting and reflecting helped a lot. I had times where what I needed was being around people and just forget about it. And there was time with like being by myself, journaling, going for walks, crying yeah. was the, the greatest solution. I feel like, <laughs> It takes a lot. It takes a lot of... Emotionally, it takes a lot. Energy. Exactly. I had days that I was like, I don't even want to open my my browser to look for job for jobs and doing jobs of recreation. But if I, I can see it through now. This has been now like around a month. I see it now how going through that pain and sticking to it and learning from it, it helped. It helped us in reflecting, also coming up with this idea yeah. for the talk. Why did you decide to stay in, in Brighton? So one side, if I think also emotionally processed, I had days when I, uh, I was like, I need that kind of being taken care. So I even thought about going back to Italy for like a month, for a little bit longer. For a week. I had many times that feeling like I cannot handle it by myself is too much. But I, I remember the one on the thoughts was like, okay, if I go back home, what actually is the solution? I'm going back to Brighton, the, the issue is gonna be the same. Yeah. So I took the decision to postpone it, my trip to Italy for a week, yeah. in, uh, in a little bit, because I knew that it would help, it would just give a temporary band-aid. So my decision to stay in Brighton is was that I have been someone who always loved to live abroad. I felt, I felt sometimes that Italy was a little bit too I say it too restricting and that for those decisions I took the decision many many years ago to that I would like to live abroad I like the environment of being an international environment be around different people I really like to speak English to be honest and probably because I've been used to it for many many years I yeah. feel like I'm I got to a point where I'm able to fully express myself in different ways emotionally psychologically maybe my thoughts in English so that's why I decided okay I'm gonna live abroad and the decision to stay in Brighton, it comes from wanting to stay a moment, to set up for a moment 
but then deciding what is going to be the next step. If that would imply moving to London, moving back in Europe, whatever. But I, I also had this a little bit, the, the, the side things of being moving around that much and being always around is that you never have a space where a house your own house, your own space where you spend more than a few months. So this house that I have in Brighton, I was like, I'm going to stay here for a little bit longer until I will know what is going to be my next steps. So I don't want to move around, move my stuff around. I think for how much I love to travel, I got to a point where I was like, I feel like a little bit more sta stability. And this moment between what was happening emotionally and the whole things, I felt like Brighton is the correct decision for now. Something we've talked about yes. during your trip here, this idea of getting to a point where it's exhausting to continuously move abroad. Traveling yeah. is one thing, but when you move, you make these connections, you immerse yourself in culture as much. You're speaking another language. I know your English is great and amazing and you've Thank done you. it for a long time. But every now and then, it's sometimes it's hard to like constantly be thinking and, and, and processing and talking and living your life almost 99% in a second language. For you, was it in Brighton where you felt that the goodbyes were getting harder, that you wanted something a little bit more stable, or was that something that was, you kind of realized maybe a couple of years ago and it was starting to happen? When did that kind of start happening? This kind of experience happened when I was in New York because I remember the time that we had together with also Alexandra and Jose, it was, really really it felt like it was one of the i felt like at that time was one of the best experiences yeah. that i had that was the first time i felt a little bit hard but i also at that time i was 23 24 i'm, I'm like i'm still young yeah. i still want to go around it was one of the first big experiences i brought so it's like that's okay but now making having this experience between 28 29 it felt different and i remember i was having this conversation with a friend one of one of my friends and I said, even though if I'm really used to it, I'm really used to this process of coming and leaving, coming and leaving, having friends from everywhere. I think you get to a point where emotionally you cannot sustain it anymore, the fact of not having them close to you anymore. Like, if I think about it, I still, like, I've, in my ideal life, in my ideal city, I will have all of them next to me when we create a whole community, <laughs> ideally. But I think I got to a point where if is 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 the hardest not having them daily, especially he this experience because I really feel like even though it was it was a really intense year when I I started gender gender is about women it's about all the different minorities and I still think that when you do decide to do a master like that you know that it's one there is a deep down a really big motivation they bring into you to take that decision but also the level of sharing it gets really personal it leads to talk about your own experiences in the in the world in the mm -hmm. culture in the society and to a level of emotional connection that it's really really it's really really beautiful and really really deep mm -hmm. and so when you create those kind of relations it's really hard to have them say okay but how much you try to rationalize that it's good that everybody's taking their own steps, they're making their own decisions, that they're growing up and they're building up something, it still feels really hard to know them next to you. If you decide to stay in Brighton or you move to London and this idea now that your core community said goodbye, mm -hmm. they went back to their home countries, their home cities, how are you going to proceed in rebuilding and trying to find those connections again with other people. I pass a moment 
few, probably one week ago, two weeks ago, that I remember I sit it down and I was like, I feel so emotionally drained that I don't have even the energy to meet other people, to have conversation. So I don't have it figured out properly yet. I think I, on one side, I, I know that it's an effort and, and I know, but it, it's a complicated, I don't know. I don't, I can give you a specific question because I uh, answer because I feel I'm still figuring that out. Yeah. But I feel like probably on one side, I keep cultivating my own, the relationships that I have. And also I think that probably I'm going to be a little bit more selective on the people. I think so. Like, I think I, I look forward now for a more kind of, connection like a deeper like yes they always make fun of me that whenever i met someone uh, i just go really deep like i want to know everything yeah. and anything but i it's the kind of relationship mm -hmm. that i like and i look forward same I, i'm the same way and sometimes i can be very intense for people I think. oh yes i know that you have a, a trip that you're looking forward to and i for example i went to italy then i went to to new york i went to valencia and i spent like a month of traveling when i got back in the beginning of october i felt like a little bit down because i was like okay i don't have any of these trips or things to look forward to in a sense anymore and i know it's not the same but okay now you go back to to brighton you're gonna be there for a little bit you have a trip plan you have the holidays when there isn't that other thing anymore when it becomes your life essentially the staying are you nervous about that because as humans we always like tend to have like a, a goal right like okay we just have to get because i'm gonna go on this trip but sometimes there isn't that thing kind of very similar when you finish university it's like life essentially oh, yes you, are you afraid of i'm that? a little bit yeah i'm a little bit one of the yeah that when you don't have more enough time to mm -hmm. do all the things yes i'm a little bit afraid i don't know i think i'm still in the process of figuring that out yeah on one side, I I know work-wise, job-wise, I know where I'm more sure. Like, yeah. if you think about it, maybe one thing that's a little bit stimulating and a little bit more looking forward now is that when I enter this master, I have an idea, but now I feel like this is becoming more, much bigger, much grounded, mm -hmm. much more interesting. Yeah. Like So I look forward to building up on it. On the other side, that's a little bit upsetting because maybe they will not have that free time that I'm having now right. to go around and visit people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a little bit worrying. But I also, I remember I had this conversation with a friend. I always said, like, if you really want to see someone, if you really look forward to see someone, no matter where the person's going to be, you will figure it out. I remember at the time that Jose was in Kenya, mm -hmm. I did it last minute. I was like, I'm gonna do it and so I went to Kenya to visit him yeah. or when he was now in Spain I was like I'm coming over or when it was yeah. you in Barcelona I'm gonna go like you're very good at that actually I'm like you're amazing at that <laughs> she you really are she like no no I I make it happen if yeah. I really want to see someone I'm gonna make it happen mm. and that's what I, I kind of like always feel like with if you really have this good relations that even if you don't see each other for many years you don't speak every every right. month and every day if there is an occasion of see each other you make it happen it's yeah. a really good tip i think to be like committed to those friendships and like yeah. really nurture them i think that's the thing like even though it's scaring i know that even like you have to think about if it is a mutual commitment that's also mm -hmm. a thing that you think about it but i feel like with the relations that i created mm -hmm. i know that it's gonna be a mutual effort to make it happen no matter what or like if it's gonna be this month it's gonna be the next yeah. one we're gonna figure it out i think that really is lends itself very well to the type of lifestyle 
that we kind of have in the sense yeah. that we like are not in one particular place for a very long time so those connections have to feel mutual there has to be like the same type of energy back and forth because otherwise they they break they don't function they don't last necessarily i know that you are planning to stay in brighton for the time being in your life looking forward is there um a particular place has like an end goal to make i know you're gonna make the home base right now brighton but is there like an actual uh, another place that it's like this is where i want to make my home base mm. for a longer term perhaps if i have to talk about city wise i remember new york funny enough in new york felt really like home then every time i went back to new york felt really like home the other two cities i really liked were copenhagen and berlin but this is also a struggle that i'm finding and i think mm -hmm. like and it's something that needs to need to reflect a little bit more yeah. it's like where do i actually feel home and where do i actually want to make it feel home and where mm -hmm. do i actually want to create the space to be feeling home and now i'm a little bit debating between what should I be prioritized more like how do i feel how where the job is going to be where my friends are it's, it's a little mm -hmm. bit still a little bit complicated to have it figure it out that's a really good question too, in terms of reflecting. Those are questions that I've... Because the idea of home is not something I ever really cared for, if that makes sense. Like, I was mm -hmm. like, I just wanted to see and travel and live abroad and, like, experience all those things. In the last year, this idea, this word that is home, what does that mean to me? Where yeah. is that? What do I value in the... Because I knew, for me, New York was never home. I know that sounds weird, but it's I grew up there. It's a very different experience when you yes. live someplace your whole entire life. Everyone knows that because if you live and you leave your home city, there's there are reasons, right? And for me, it's like, what do I value in in a culture, in a place? Maybe sometimes jobs and like the type of career or field that you're in also yes. impacts. You know, I know for yours specifically, kind of going back a little bit to well, no, to your general or your overall living abroad experiences, which is New York, London, Brighton. Which one is your or has been your favorite? I know they're all That's different. A big question. And throughout your life, but yeah. So that so for New York, I moved for an internship. In yeah. London, I moved for a job. Mm -hmm. Brighton, I moved for a master. You're just all types. Of exactly. The whole the spectrum. Yeah. I think all of them they had different connotation of the different mm -hmm. pros and cons. So it's really difficult to pick up one. The, all of them they give me some really good value lessons, mm -hmm. but it maybe the one that by heart. At the moment, I, I take more with me, it's Brighton. So if we're going to break it down really quickly, New York, that experience, what did you take from that particular experience? That was actually the first one of the experiences that let me, let my decision to get, to move from psychology and be a psychotherapist to kind of like, I want to work in development mm. and in health. That was one of the major outbreaks. It opened up my future decision in the future decision yeah. and also i met really amazing people if i think about those months it was really a beautiful experience london was my my job so it was more learning how yeah. to manage things to coordinate so it was a whole different experience and learning a whole bunch of skills that i learned and i bring it up in my future and brighton was uh, the experience of learning about some i study also a lot of feminists uh, learning about putting the proper uh, basis and ground for my future work and also learning about how uh, different stories backgrounds cultures i never really had the opportunity to get in contact with which one was the one that was the hardest it could be in terms of culture shock language or just the experience itself which one was like the hardest london Lo i felt like london because when i moved there uh, i didn't know much 
about the city but it was not that what I was but I was not really too much worried but when I started realizing how big is the city and how hard it was to make him friends and it felt really lonely at that time I was really committed to the job so I felt like I was missing the more social part so that was personally the most difficult one and I I don't know it left me like I now go back to London with a different different approach. I know I know it much better, but when the first time I moved there, it felt really hard, really, really hard. So looking at all of your experience, was there anything that you would have done differently in any one of those? No, I don't think so. I mean, like for all of them, there was the things that I learned and the things that I did it wrong or I should have done differently. Sure, for all of them. But I still think that if I am now finishing this master in Brighton with the, all the baggage and the, the luggage that I'm bringing with me. Yeah. It was because of all the past experience, so I would not. The person I, I still think like whenever we, it's really common to say, but I really believe it. Like you are the results of all the experiences. So whenever I talk about myself, I bring up all the different experiences, the different people, the different lessons, because those are part of what I become today. And do you have any advice for anyone who's maybe afraid of either going to live, study, intern, whatever, work abroad, anything that you wish you would have told maybe Vero the first time she was getting on that plane to go to New York City? <laughs> I think on one side, to use the time to really reflect on yourself because it's a great occasion to both reflect on, on your past, on what you have learned and put sometimes all of these things in discussion, like yeah. reflect on them, taking taking all the new information and new aspects and new angles and just reflect on what you already know. That would be the major um, lessons that you will get out of it. So spend time with yourself and um, listen. I learned a lot from listening to other people, learning about experiences and everything, the cultures, the struggles, because sometimes you don't realize like, how much many other people are living the same thing. Or even like learning about different perspectives from people from another country that you like, you do not understand. And one of the things that ex that made me more aware of was also kind of like the privilege. Living these experiences, the privilege of being a white European mm -hmm. woman, living in Italy and living in the United Kingdom. You don't realize about the many privilege that mm -hmm. you live and why you take up this perspective of mm -hmm. the others with yourself in the other shoes and you listen to them, you kind of reposition yourself also within the society. What is, not on a professional level, but on a personal level, mm -hmm. what is one thing you have learned from all of your experiences about yourself? One of the things that I learned about myself, but I also like rediscovered a lot during mm -hmm. this experience, was my ability sometimes to kind of like to listen, to empathize, mm -hmm. and to be able to make the other person feeling comfortable and discussing different mm -hmm. things. I think that I lost, I felt a little bit detached to this mm -hmm. part of me through the years through co during COVID and everything, sure. but during this year I kind of really regained it. And one also, I mean, one also other thing is that we can be connected, not connected, but kind of like I learned a about, about how I live the different experiences in yeah. terms of uh, processing them, handling emotions and living there with all my own thoughts yeah. and also that how much I am able to help 
other you know, situation how much I was able to ask for help. Maybe be related or not related, but it's kind of like one of the major undertakes that I, I took. Perfect. Beautiful. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. No, thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you in the next one. Ciao!